Generosity Path podcast, a space for global conversations with people from different walks of life about the impact generosity has had on them. It's a place of inspiration, encouragement, and hopefully joy as we hear about the transforming power and potential of generosity to change the world. Welcome to our friends around the world to the Generosity Path podcast. My name is J. Paul Frydenmaker. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun one. We are honored to be uh, joined by Ruth from London. Ruth, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. Really nice to be here. Wonderful. Well, uh, it is it is great to have you. So Ruth Yamika Afolabi is the founder and editor of a woman's faith and lifestyle platform and community called Magnify, which she started almost 11 years ago when she was just 19 years old. Uh, Magnify has a print magazine and a range of digital platforms. They run events. Uh, Ruth is widely recognized for her work as an influential young woman, redefining faith and feminism for her generation. So, Ruth, uh, great to have you. Tell us a little bit about your family and your life in London and your work. Amazing. Well, yeah, firstly, it's such an honor to be here. Um, so I'm Ruth. I'm British Nigerian. So I was bo- um, born in Nigeria um, and then moved to London when I was six months old with my parents um, and have. Yeah, my parents are definitely my best friends, raised my brother and I in an amazing home of faith, but also just awesome open conversation and they always kind of made sure that we understood that as much as they were Christians that faith um, and a personal relationship with Christ was something that my brother and I if we were interested would have to make the decision for ourselves um, and I guess a lot of what characterized my childhood was just a sense of curiosity so whether it's sport or music my parents were always extremely supportive of my brother and I just nurturing our gifts and talents and hard work um, and so, yeah, in London, I live with my husband. We've been married for two and a half years. He's also British Nigerian um, and he works in financial services, um, specializing in diversity within the corporate world. Um, so, yeah, that's more about me. Um, sadly, between 2005 to 2007, we lost three people in our family um, in fairly quick succession. Um, and I think just growing up in church where I'd always heard that God was loving and that he was good. It was just such a shock to the system. Um, so went to university two weeks after I lost my uncle um, and kind of just completely fell into the student lifestyle. And I think a lot of that, my behavior was more saying to God, like, I'm not doing this because I feel that, you know, I've been faithful to you. My family have been faithful to you. And kind of when we needed you, where were you? Um, so the first term, which was eight weeks, was just, yeah, very much living the student lifestyle, was not in church, not interested. I knew a lot of Christians at the university from like growing up in Christian camps. Um, but then I came back in the Christmas holidays of first term and I felt like a light just switched on in my head. Um, and I realized that a true faith couldn't be dependent on whether things always went well because that wasn't the reality of life it's not what we're promised in the bible um and i'm very much an all or nothing person so just very instantly had a passion to share um the gospel with my friends most of whom weren't christians most of whom were women from school um 
And yeah, it was just the most amazing feeling, I guess, when a lot of people come to faith is that you're so excited. You are a natural evangelist and want to tell everyone. <laughs> but I literally did want to tell everyone. Um, so I remember telling my parents, um, just sitting in their living room, and it didn't even have a name in it. There was never an idea for it to be an organisation. I just said that I'd love to do something where I could share the true meaning of Christianity with my friends who don't know God. Um, so got back um, after the Christmas holidays. Um, and I guess the first thing that showed me that God was really in this and that he was going to make doors was I'd always been committed to excellence. And that was something I very much learned from my parents. So my mum, even in church, when it would be time to serve the tea and coffee, I remember she would take us to like the super, the um, what we call John Lewis in London, so like a big department store to make sure that we had like really nice sugar tongs and different things. Because she would always say that if that's someone's first encounter with Christianity or Christians that she wanted to always display excellence. Um, so yeah, that was something that I definitely realised. So when we started, I was like, I'd love to do an amazing event and not kind of at the student union that's very dirty <laughs> and smelly. Um, and someone said to me, you know, there's someone um, based in the northeast of England who's very wealthy, but a Christian and really committed to young people and evangelism. Um, so wrote to this gentleman, I'd never heard of him he'd never heard of me um, and the next day his PA called that he wanted to meet with me so met with him explained the idea um, and he basically said like how much do you need to do this event so I wanted to do it in a nice hotel and yeah he basically just immediately could see the vision even though there was no name um, so within three weeks I spoke to different Christian women from different churches um, so there were 30 of us who invited friends and we had 100 women um, most of whom weren't Christians within three weeks um, and I think yeah that was February 6 2009 um, that started then we did the main conference in London and the vision has always been to one share Christianity and I guess change the narrative of faith for people who are not familiar with Christianity but two to empower and inspire people that you can be a person of faith in many many different spheres um yeah and it's been an incredible journey over the last 11-12 years. So so Ruth tell us a little bit about the context of, from your perspective, kind of the context of, of generosity in the UK. What are you observing? I mean, it's a strange time right now, but what are some of the things you're observing in your own country? Um, I think in particular, as a result of COVID and also everything that happened with Black Lives Matter and kind of racial injustice coming to the fore last year. I think one, people actually do want to be generous, but they're particularly interested in the values of organisations that they support. Um, so, you know, even if it's like a fashion brand, I think previously people would be happy to kind of just purchase from wherever suits their particular taste. But I think now people want to be generous and want to support brands that they know that their values um, actually kind of support the whole of humanity, which I think is very different to say even before COVID. Um, and I think also in terms of generosity, like we always say, particularly in London as a city person, because I used to live um, up north where people are a bit friendlier, but even in London, I found that as a result of COVID, people are wanting to be a lot more generous, even with their neighbours. So whether it's, you know, your elderly neighbours helping them with their shopping or seeing young people, my husband and I are particularly passionate about young people and wanting to invest in them. I think COVID has kind of 
made a lot of people see that we are all equal, even if some of us might have better jobs or live in different areas. And actually people wanting to use what they have, whether that's a little or a lot to make a difference. Um, Whereas I think even speaking as a young person previously, you're thinking sometimes could be, you know, when I'm in this certain financial position, then I can be generous. But I think COVID has made us see that we are very much all linked. And so therefore, we all have a responsibility to support and be generous towards each other. Um, It's not kind of just waiting for when you feel you're really comfortable in 30 or 40 years, because it definitely is a heart issue. You know, you could be very rich when you're 50 and 60. And actually, if you don't have that heart posture that one understands that anything you have is from God, but two, that you can be generous at any point, that won't necessarily make a difference. I think, yeah, the events of 2020 have definitely, um, at least within the UK, shaped that. Mm. And I think the final thing I'll say is that because obviously our government does intervene in a lot of things this isn't a political statement at all i think um last year there was a huge campaign to feed children um who were missing school meals and you saw like footballers who were very high profile um get involved i think that just brought to the forefront that as a society and speaking as myself particularly as a christian we can't just rely on the government to do things such as feeding children like children we should not be debating whether young children have food food to eat like that's just ridiculous um so i think the fact that so many people have seen there's a limit no matter how great a government is or whatever your political persuasion that we all have a role to play in making society better for other people i think that that has really been a great thing that has come out of covid in the uk so Ruth, um, in regard to to magnify the the work that you're doing there, um, how does the the topic of generosity come up in that in the events in the platform, all of that? Talk a little bit about that interchange. So a few ways, I think you know, as a team, every week in our team huddles, we pray for the people who financially support our vision, because we know we wouldn't even be having a team huddle if not for that. We thank them for their generosity in helping us reach so many women. And we know that we also want to pay that forward with our own finances um, and also into other ministries and other visions. And um there was a huge example that I will always remember. So it was when we did the first conference in 2009 um, and it was another women's organization. Um, they, t- I mean, they had more than we had because they had staff at least in different things. And I met with the founder and we'd been wanting to do this conference in London, um, but didn't really actually have the money to do it. Just had <laughs> the passion and the heart, but that's not how you pay for venues in London. Um, so um, met with her and she was just incredibly generous. And at the end of the day, she just said, I just feel it's on my heart to bless this vision and what you're doing. And the amount of the check was exactly what we needed for that conference. And she basically said to me how when she started, um, even though they're a charity and obviously they're a nonprofit as well, that they... Um, had committed to sowing 10% each year into the vision into other ministries. And I just thought, wow, like, it's not even like you're running a for profit business and have loads of money to be giving. So I think we've been very aware as a team of our heritage and how this vision has been built. And so also for us, whether it's female business owners or female founders that we can sow into what they're doing or, yeah, kind of help any way that we can, that's incredibly important. Um, And also just we always say we want to be sacrificial in the way that we serve the community that we've been entrusted with. So, yeah. 
That's wonderful. Um, Ruth, when you think about just you and your husband, the, the things you've been able to do um, gener- in terms of generosity with your life, with your finances, whatever the case may be, and you also think about other people around you, you've already reflected today about other people who have really been so generous with with you, not just in regards to Magnify, but in terms of your own development and mentoring. But what is what's one of the most freeing things that you wish everyone knew about generosity that you've observed? I feel the thing for me is if you look at it from like a basic human level, the idea of giving away your time or your money, um, it feels like you're losing something. But actually, I've seen with generosity in every way, it is such a blessing to you. And I don't mean in terms of thinking that you're going to get any return, but that sense of the fact that anything we've been given, at least how we see it, is it's been given by God. And it's actually a privilege um, to give that to other people, to sow that into other organisations. I think that's one thing I would love people to know is actually generosity doesn't take from you. And actually it's freeing to see your life and your resources as God's and that you're a steward rather than kind of holding on to it tightly. And then it almost becoming a fight in your in your spiritual life to give anything away. So I think for both of us, we've seen that it's just so much more freeing to live a life where you know that you're just a steward of things. Um, you're not actually the owner, no matter like how hard you work or different things and actually seeking wisdom as to how to freely give and freely share that is actually really liberating. Wonderful. Yeah. Ruth, tell us something. We're we're coming. We'll we'll kind of hone in on the on the end of our interview here in a few questions. But um, tell us something that's that you're really excited about that's coming up with Magnify. Maybe it's someone who's going to be featured or a new edition that's coming out. Uh, give us a little a little teaser. Um, I think for me, what I'm really excited about is the opportunity to use more video to have really important conversations. So obviously as I'm working in media, um, by 2022, 82% of all online consumer traffic will be through video. Um, and as much as I love print and I love the podcast, um, besides video podcasts, it can be quite hard to get into the complexity of faith and the fact that faith isn't just a straightforward thing. Um, And that really excites me because I think growing up, um, seeing a lot of the way that evangelism is done, it's almost like we want to present to people who might be interested that faith is just going to make everything in your life better and you'll never go through challenges um, and that is not <laughs> that's not the case right. but understanding that faith can be complex and it's nuanced and it's multi-layered um, I'm just really excited with Magnified to be able to use video to drive those important conversations because even when we're on set and we're um, working with freelancers from all different kind of faith backgrounds and they always have so many questions they're so intrigued about the work that we're doing but you realize that you need to meet people where they're at. So people's immediate thing is not necessarily, can you explain the gospel message to me? Because even if people feel like they're missing something, they don't necessarily know what you believe in is what they're looking for but actually talking to them about the things that keep them up at night that upset them the things that they have questions about I'm just really excited through Magnify and particularly through online video content to engage many many more people around the world um, by honing in on what actually matters to people but speaking through a faith lens yeah wonderful this has been such a delight 
Ruth. Um, We love to close out our conversations with our friends by just asking you to tell us a story that's very close to home, where you have been the recipient of generosity. Maybe it's right within your your own family, uh, your, your neighborhood, your community. Something that my husband and I are very passionate about as a result of seeing that is my parents have an amazing marriage and I grew up in such a wonderful home and seeing them love God, but also love each other. Um, but in particular, seeing mentors who've invested into our marriage, because I think that so much of what we do and the fact that we're both able to thrive in the callings that God has for us has been because we've had people who've invested in helping us build such a solid relationship. Um, and although it might not sound like a material thing that we've been invested in, I think this is the generosity of time of mentors who weekly pray with us about our marriage, who've been a space for us to be vulnerable and to be open. Um, I think growing up, I was always acutely aware of maybe we would see people in the public eye who their, you know, their careers or their resources or how much money they've made seem very attractive. But then you would hear that, you know, behind the scenes, things were very challenging and very difficult. Um, and I was always acutely aware that with whatever I was building with Magnify, I wanted my testimony to be that also I was, yeah, my home life was, you know, a place of peace and a place of joy and a place of growth. Um, and I think particularly, given that we talk about feminism and feminism has in today's modern world (laughs) some very interesting connotations. I think for me, building a marriage with a man who loves God and who's so passionate about building his kingdom, but having people who've been so generous in their time to see that they could see two young people passionate about God, but ultimately that we had to have the right foundations in our marriage. Um, It's just something I'll always be so grateful for and something that my husband and I, you know, paying for friends, whether it's with their paying for them to have counselling or supporting them or praying with them. It's been something that we've been very passionate about because I think in my generation, there's so much focus on our career and having those options which is great there's nothing wrong with that but I think making the decision to commit to loving someone every day even when life isn't always easy committing to putting God first in your relationship and your marriage um, has been something that underneath all of our excitement about um, evangelism and careers and whatever we've really been the beneficiaries of and see how important it is um, for our friends and other young people as well. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Ruth. And thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you. We say thank you to everyone around the world, all of our friends who are listening. It's been good to be with you today, and we look forward to the next time. for listening to this episode of the generosity path podcast pay it forward by rating sharing and subscribing to find out more about connecting your own passions and purpose with your giving visit generositypath.org or engage in the conversation by following us on social media let's make the world a better place